Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. More details emerging about a seemingly mild-mannered family practice dentist. His wife turns up dead in the hospital. Oh, what a tangled web we weave when first we practice to deceive. Wait till you hear this. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thanks for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. First of all, take a listen to our friends at ABC. James, a dentist at Summerbrook Dental Group in Aurora, seen here in this promotional video. My approach to dentistry begins with sincerely listening to the patient. His patients say they relied on him to ease their anxiety. He always made sure that I was okay and comfortable. And now I think my anxiety is even more heightened because I'm like, who do I trust? Okay, there's going to be a lot more problems other than his dental patients wondering, who can I trust? Listen to this. James Craig joined Summerbrook Dental in Aurora, Colorado in 2006 after getting a degree from the University of Missouri, Kansas City. James and his wife, Angela, are the proud parents of six children between the ages of eight and 20, five girls and a boy. Angela loves posting pictures on social media, showing the family as they're camping or mountain biking, traveling and visiting theme parks. Neighbors think highly of the family and friends admire how they balance work and a very large family. While Angela posts happy family photos on Facebook, she shares a very different picture of what's going on in their family with her sister. For years, Angela has been the doting wife, married to the successful dentist with six children. But the fact is, her husband has been addicted to pornography since he was a teenager. He hasn't been a faithful husband. The dental clinic filed for bankruptcy. And even though their finances at the dental office and at home are in dire straits, James recently blew $2,000 on a gambling bin. Okay, whoa, whoa, wait, wait. It's bad enough to be addicted to porn. But now this dentist is messing with the family money? Okay, bad goes to worse. Listen to our friends at GMA. Last Wednesday, police say Angela went to University Hospital in Aurora. She complained of a severe headache and dizziness. That same day, Craig's business partner at the dental practice told the nurse he thought Angela had been poisoned. A few days earlier, an employee saw potassium cyanide in a package addressed to Craig. The box was shipped to his dentist office in Aurora. The employee searched potassium cyanide when she learned Angela was sick and realized she had symptoms similar to a poisoning. And after multiple recent hospital visits, Angela again checked into a hospital Wednesday morning, complaining of a severe headache and dizziness. Around 2 p.m., she had a seizure, her condition rapidly declining. Doctors moving her to the ICU where she was put on life support before passing away Saturday. Also hearing from our friends at KUSA, before I bring in an all-star panel, just one more thing. Let me just put the cherry on top of the cake for you. In addition to his porn addiction and blowing all the money, I mean, really, the family money. You know what? If you're not going to help me, don't hurt me. Don't spend all the family money gambling for Pete's sake. Well, to top it off, He's definitely cheating. Take a listen to our friends at Crime Online. According to the affidavit, while his wife, Angela, is fighting for her life in the hospital, her devoted husband is emailing his mistress. Those emails suggested that James told her something had happened to Angela, and according to the affidavit, she reportedly responded with how sorry she was for him and that she wished she was helping him, not pulling him away. 
She stated she knew it had to be so hard what he was going through and that she wanted to be there for him, but did not want to mix with his family and friends and pretend to be only a friend when there was something more. She wants to help him, then leave him alone. Let him work on his relationship with his wife and his family. Oh, never mind. He can't do that. His wife's dead. Joining me in All-Star Panel, I want to go first to the chief reporter at DailyMail.com. This is Jen Smith. Jen Smith, the news is coming fast and furious from, of all people, a family practice dentist. You don't really think of a dentist as being a philanderer, a cheater, porn addicted, and blowing all the money. I mean, when I, I will never look at my dentist the same way again. Well, that's it. I mean, look, the pieces of this very sad puzzle are really starting to come together now, Nancy. We knew that there was a mistress. We knew that there was some financial trouble, but this really just takes it into a whole different league. Wait a minute. Jen, I, I normally agree with everything you say, but you know, calling her a mistress is kind of putting perfume on the pig. This is a guy with six children. He is the sole financial support for this family. And she's holing up in a hotel with him? Really? Mistress seems kind of um, euphemistic. Do you agree or disagree with that, his mistress? Well, perhaps. I mean, look, however way you slice it, he was cheating on his wife. He was with a woman he shouldn't have been with. That's maybe the most generous way to phrase it. Certainly the most polite way to phrase it for your listeners. Polite. That's a lot. I don't think our listeners were talking about murder or hung up on calling her worse than a mistress. Let's go to Dr. Patricia Wallace. Licensed marriage and family therapist. You can find her at drpcwallacetherapy.com. Dr. Wallace, he's bad enough, all right? He is the worst because he's the one that had the duty to the wife and the six children. But she ain't no saint either. She's got children and she knows what she's doing. I mean, doctor, with all the men out there, all the men in the world, why pick one with a wife and six children? <laughs> I thought the same thing when I was reading it. It's something in his behavior that obviously she was attracted to. And it could have been my opinion only, but something I was able to kind of analyze in reading the story and looking at him, that dark side of him and a lot of women seem to be attracted to that part of an individual for whatever reason. It's unknown. It gives the individual a sense of power. Okay, you know, wait, wait, Dr. Wallace, I'm trying to stay with you. I'm just a JD. Sense of power? He's a dentist. I mean, no offense to dentists all around the world. But what sense of power? That there, uh, it's like a sense of control, almost like I have that, you know, I got it. I made it happen. I have that catch. Um, unfortunately, yes, I'm saying it, it is a sick thought. You know, it's definitely something that the individual within themselves feel like they've accomplished something. It's very tricky. And it's, how can I describe it? Um, yeah, just bottom line, it gives each individual a sense of power. Like, 
they've accomplished something. You are not. Wait a minute. Are we talking about the woman, the mistress that's cheating with a yeah. dentist with six children? Accomplished what? Uh, I'm sorry. You you're really losing me. The catch. You know, I got it. Yes, it's a, it's very unfortunate, but it happens. Yes, a woman who is a mistress of side piece, as it's now called, you know, um, with a, hu a husband, the wife, six kids. Okay, something must be going on there. This man, the image that he projected to her, that he had a lot of money, had everything going on, and she eventually realized that he didn't have all of that stuff. It's just like this, a a thrill. Okay, wait a minute. So you think she was attracted to him because he has this perfect life seemingly with all of the children and the home and the practice, all of that. But she's got that too. Jen Smith joining us from DailyMail.com. She has a family and she has a practice. What's her deal? Yeah, she, she does have her own family. She had a practice with her husband, but she too has some financial problems with that practice of her own. Much like Jim Quaig, this woman, her name's Karen Kane, she and her husband had run their practice, their orthodontist practice in Texas, into financial ruin. And they were on the brink of divorce. They had actually filed divorce papers, unlike our murdering dentist in Colorado. This woman and her family were splitting up. So whether or not she was planning to be with Jim Craig full-time, Perhaps that was the way that she hoped it would go. Obviously, now it hasn't quite worked out that way for her. Maybe it's some sort of escapism, but whatever it is, she's not the first. And if given enough rope, I'm sure she would not have been the last. Take a listen to Dave Mack at Crime Online. Investigators claim Jim Craig was having an affair with a Texas orthodontist. The relationship was such that Craig even brought her to town when his wife was in the hospital. The name of this mistress? Karen Kane, and it's being reported that she was scheduled to fly into Colorado to visit Craig the weekend his wife died. Karen and her husband James have two children and have been separated since January of 2022. According to the New York Post, neighbors say they haven't seen Karen since the story broke. So she's hiding out. All right, fine. So she's got a family and she's got to practice everything in jeopardy over what? Sex? And I wonder how she feels now to find out she is by far not the first mistress this dentist has had. Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here. Join us now on Fox Nation for our brand new special, Children of Serial Killers, a Nancy Grace investigation. Parents by day, killers by night. But what about the sons and daughters of brutal murderers? Are they forever haunted by their parents' crimes? What happens when they find out mommy or daddy's a killer? In this new special, we investigate the lives of children of serial killers, weaving the timelines of the parents' crimes into their home lives. Speaking directly with sons and daughters of serial killers, including the children of the Craigslist killer, the chameleon killer, and more. We hear from experts in the field. Don't miss this. Join us now for Children of Serial Killers, a Nancy Grace investigation streaming exclusively on Fox Nation. Go to foxnation.com to watch.
Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, I haven't even gotten to the updates yet, but the affair is bad enough, but don't mess with the money. There's six children to feed. Listen to our friends at Fox 31. Craig filed for bankruptcy in August of 2020, labeling his debt as primarily business related. His estimated liabilities sitting between one and $10 million. The former employee describing him as someone passionate about dentistry, but wanted to have it all. Okay, joining me right now, Jarrett Ferentino, Pennsylvania prosecutor and now partner at Puglisi, Finnegan, Schaefer, and Ferretino. I think I've mentioned to you already. I think your name should be first. You can find him on Instagram at Jarrett Ferentino. Jarrett, thank you for being with us. Okay, $10 million in debt. Jen, did I just hear $10 million in debt? Jen Smith, Daily Mail. You sure did. Now, that was the estimated scope of his debt when he filed for bankruptcy. But what we found out, cold hard facts, Nancy, he was actually in $2 million of personal debt. And it was because he made some really terrible investments in some dodgy cryptocurrency. It turned out to be worth absolutely nothing. He gambled the family pot with these really risky investment choices and then by the time we came to find out about him he was really up to his neck he filed for personal bankruptcy he filed for professional bankruptcy okay Ferentino really you got the mistress who is knowingly sleeping with a guy with six children they're all over Facebook you can't help but know he's quote happily married all right six children He's a sole source of support. Now I find out not only is he out gambling, but he had to file bankruptcy. Personal and professional bankruptcy, Nancy. And quite honestly, this guy's morally bankrupt, clearly. Uh, that's, you know, the millions in debt are just the beginnings of its problems. It looks like this guy was always looking for the next rush, the next high. It's high stakes gambling high-stakes crypto investments. He paid his house off. He was living free and clear in a million-dollar house. In 2019, he upends that, goes back into debt for a high-risk cryptocurrency investment that went belly up. So he lost that money. He's party to a lawsuit now. So it seems to me this dentist likes these flights of fancy, high-risk, master manipulator sociopathic personality. That was certainly a mouthful. I need to diagram all that. But you know how you diagram sentences in the fourth grade? Because that was a lot. And I think I agree with all of it. But hold on. Let me let all that register just for a moment. You know, back to Dr. Patricia Wallace, guys. Licensed marriage and family therapist at drpcwallacetherapy.com. I, I don't think I could enjoy gambling or cheating uh because I'd be too worried about A, getting caught, and B, what it would do to my family. I mean, think about it. Who wants 50% of your children? I don't want 50%. I want 100%, even if I have to share it with my husband. But I want to take him to school. I want to pick him up. I want to have dinner with them. I don't want them to be at some crappy fast food every Thursday night having dinner with dad and I have to sit home. Why would you risk all that? For what? A roll in the hay? No. Yeah, he seems 
And he may have been, I mean, I agree with the, you know, being morally bankrupt. However, he, it seems, and I'm going deep with this analytical theory here, that he obviously was in like a fight, flight, or freeze type of moment. Wait, wait, which moment are we talking about? The first mistress, the second mistress, the gambling, the bankruptcy, the third mistress, the fourth mistress? What, I agree. What, what in, one instant are we talking about? Because, I mean, this is a long track record. I agree. And again, although he may have had some fear instilled in him as far as, you know, go with the cryptocurrency and everything going the way that it did, he was in a moment where each incident, every time something happened, it appears based on his behavior that, okay, he thought about, okay, either I have to fight or I'm going to run away from this. He chose to fight internally within himself and doing all of these other, let's say, abnormal things, you know, engaging in these behaviors to help himself feel good. Okay, now I'm finally understanding you. Is this the same reason men get to a certain age and they get a new haircut, they start working out at the gym, and then they go blow a lot of money on a sports car? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. I'm finally understanding what you're saying. Um, Well, we've been talking about the women, the money, the gambling, but what about the single most important thing? Angela's dead. His wife is dead. Take a listen to our friends at CBS. He worked so hard to cover his tracks, and it was really some of the workers at his dental practice that helped tip off investigators to this. He had a home computer and a laptop that he used frequently, according to those employees. But then one day they saw him using a computer in an exam room after hours. Investigators went back, and what they found at that computer is that he had created a new Google account. That is where he had purchased on Amazon on buying some of these metals that they believe was used in the poisoning. Okay, he's online in an examination room all alone after hours. Right there. Okay, guys, <laughs> let's talk about what we're learning in the last hours regarding this home, this family practice dentist, James Tolliver Craig. Joining me, Chris Byers, former police chief, Johns Creek, now private investigator and polygrapher at LancasterServices.com. Chris, can I tell you what happened the other day? I was in the kitchen, and I love to cook, and I was making dinner, and I looked out the kitchen window, and I saw, yes, my husband out in the driveway talking on his phone. Why does he have to be out in the driveway talking on the phone? What does he, so does he have to say out there? He can't say right there in the kitchen with me. So, of course, I sneak up on him and ambush him to find out what he's doing. Guess what he was doing? He was listening to a book on tape and trying to smoke a sneaky cigar. <laughs> yes, that's what was happening. He was trying to hide from me because he knew I would raise H-E-L-L about him smoking. He has a cigar like once a month. That I know of, anyway. <laughs> I, when I got close enough to him, I could hear him listening to some horrible, boring economic treatise on tape. My ears started bleeding, and then I saw I smelled the cigar. But isn't that a tip-off? When you see somebody sneaking off 
to use their cell phone? Oh, absolutely. And let me just say, you're the last person that I would try to sneak something over on like that. <laughs> I wish you could have seen me sneaking out. I even took off my tennis shoes, so I won't make any noise sneaking out there. I caught him being good again. But here you got a guy doing so much in secret so nobody would hear about it. And I understand to Jen Smith uh, joining us from DailyMail.com, what can you tell me about an alternate email address? So, yeah, I mean, he clearly thought he was more intelligent than he was. He was using a different computer in his dentist practice, the one that he owned. And then he had this alternate email address. I think it was something along the lines of jimandwaffles at gmail.com. Wait, 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 wait. It was what? Something along the lines of jimandwaffles at gmail or at AOL or at hotmail.com. I, I don't recall which exactly, but hardly a criminal mastermind. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. Jackie, Sydney, please find out, is it Hotmail? <laughs> is he still using hotmail i need to know that just out of my own curiosity okay go ahead jen smith so he's got an alternate email did you say it was jim and waffles jim and waffles as in the waffles that we eat for breakfast yeah (laughs) i'm thinking of him being all 007 sneaking around and his alias is jim and waffles Okay. uh, Truly, it's like something a teenager might do. Chris Byers, please help me. I mean, I I know I'm about to get to what this poor lady suffered, being poisoned to death, a horrible, horrible and painful death. But can I just take one moment to let it soak in that he sneaks around to use a super secret alias and he picks Jim and Waffles. Really? Do you know one of my guinea pigs is named Waffles? Rosie McWaffle, specifically for her full name. But, okay, how dumb can this guy be, Chris Byers? I mean, how many millions of times have you said that when you're going through cases? What an oh idiot. Oh, my gosh. I know. I thought you had to be smart to go to med school. I might have done that 30 years ago if I knew you could get through it and have his level of intelligence. But, Hey, he just matches the formula of the maggot that we see on here all the time. Addiction, affair, money issues. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. Did you say addiction? Did you say addiction? Yeah, porn addiction. Oh, Did you? Okay, stop right there, Chris Byers. Or in this case, I'm going to use your full name, Christopher (laughs) Byers. Jim Smith, have you had it up to your eyeballs with Hollywood stars every time they get caught cheating they say they have a sex addiction. A bit of a convenient excuse isn't it? Is that really a thing Dr. Patricia Wallace? I mean every time I see a Hollywood star cheating and they get caught they suddenly go to sex rehab. Yeah it's actually a thing to be addicted addicted to sex. Porn. That's usually what you know, they work with unless they're going out having different encounters with many different people, known or unknown. Yes, it's an actual disorder. You know, in the past they called it being a hoe. Now it's a sex addiction. Okay, you got Tiger Woods, Russell Brand, David Duchovny, Rob Lowe, Michael Douglas, Eric Benet. I mean... There's so many more. Oh, wait a minute. There's a lot more. I'm just looking at a list. 
uh, you've got, did I already say Russell Brand? Have I already named him? Lamar Odom. Kanye West, he claims he has a sex addiction. Colin Farrell, did he claim he also had a sex addiction? I mean, there's so many I can't even name them all. Um, I don't know uh, about the sex addiction thing. Chris Byers, what leads you to believe that he is clinically addicted? Oh, I, I use that as, as a cop term. I'm not one of these smart psychologists like we have on here. I didn't mean that as a good thing. So you just like throwing it around and now you're trying to explain your back, back out of it? He put himself there. Uh, it was It was his actions that put him there. So I, I did not mean that as an excuse for him. By any and I've got another correction for you while I'm on you, like a cheap suit, Christopher Byers. Dr. Manisha Panday strenuously objects to you calling the dentist a doctor. Okay. Because I think you have to go for like how many years more to be a medical doctor. And for you, Jen Smith, there is no more hot mail. I didn't know that. Sydney just told me that. So it's got it. No, it's defunct. It's Gmail. So it's uh, Joe and Waffles at gmail.com. As the waffle is the most important part of that, uh, that ratio right there. So guys, we've established that killers are not always a smart, but when you do, not just your wife and your mistress, but your whole church, Take a listen to our friends at Crime Online. With his wife Angela sick and in the hospital and family on the way to town, Dennis Jim Craig seeks the help of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints South Shore Ward. He and his family are very active members of the South Shore Ward, and he takes time to thank members for help with yard work, cleaning, and meal preparation, all normal things during a time of need. But it is the oddly specific request he makes that has some members wondering if they have been used to cover up a crime. Members were asked to help organize Craig's mudroom and basement at their home while Angela was in the hospital. The source went on to say, quote, it's quite common in the community for us to go into somebody's house and help when there's a new baby or a sickness, but the language of this request was so heightened. It said they needed the mudroom organized and their basement storage organized, unquote. The source then continued, looking back, at the timing of the communication, I can't help wondering if that was something Jim asked for, knowing that it might be a crime scene later. Jen Smith, DailyMail.com. What? Yeah, I mean, the thing that really is baffling about that request is by this point, Angela is in the hospital. She is dying slowly. She has been poisoned. So we don't have where you might in other cases have a violent crime scene. This crime scene pertains to the potassium he was using, potassium cyanide, to poison her. So is that what he was trying to have members of his church move around, reorganize people who have gone to his home in good faith to help them and what they perceive to be a tragedy? Was he trying to manipulate them into possibly getting rid of some of the evidence that could be used against him? We're definitely going to find out at the trial, I think. Jared Ferentino joining me, uh, Pennsylvania prosecutor and named partner at Buglisi, Finnegan, Schaefer and Ferentino. Is this guy leaving a track a mile wide? He's actually asking church members to come over, reorganize, and clean up portions of his home. Now they're wondering, did I just clean up a crime scene? Nancy, when you look at his behavior after the fact, after the poisoning, that is such powerful evidence against him. Whether or not he believed they were covering up something, perhaps there was a bottle there, perhaps there was some packaging there. You know, he'd ordered poison over the, a period of days, different types, as we discussed. 
Um, so who knows what he was looking for them to do, but the fact that he made that request will be powerful evidence in the presentation. These bizarre behaviors in his office and at his home afterwards just go to show you his mindset, his actions during that time, and just point to his guilt. It's very powerful evidence. And there's another aspect to it, whether they clean the crime scene or not. Jen Smith joining me, DailyMail.com. How dare he? Uh, he might as, just, might as well have written on the email, Hey, I'm busy shacked up in a hotel in Denver with my mistress. Can you go clean my basement? Well, that's it. I mean, completely and utterly morally bankrupt like we've already discussed. It really seems like this guy has no limit to how far he'll go to suit his own needs. And my other question that I think we are going to find out is where were the, the children at this point? Who's looking after them? There are six of them. Six of them. I mean, was it members of the church who were who were going to help him? We know that they were, the family is Mormon, and people in their community really went to help them. I mean, did he pawn all the children off onto them too? Guys, remember we were talking about Jim and Waffles? We thought at Hotmail, but actually at gmail.com, his super secret 007 Gmail handle. Well, he wasn't just using it to contact his mistress. Take a listen to our cut 27, our friends at CBS. With that new Google account, they then found some of the communication between Jim and this orthodontist in Texas that he had been talking to over the past month and visiting with. They believe that's the woman who was in the most recent affair. So he had really started to use this other computer that he didn't use before and trying to cover his tracks so that if they had searched his laptop or searched his phone, they wouldn't have had that evidence. But it was those employees employees that noticed something weird and when one of those medals was actually shipped to the dental office he had told one employee that's a personal package please don't open that up and it was another employee that opened it up and so it's kind of a, a, a several other places in this investigation that all had to come together to really help investigators try and tie this case together so when you say hey don't open that of course the person is going to open it and uh, before i go to our expert Dr. Manisha Panday joining us. Jen Smith, exactly what poisons was he having sent to his office? Well, we know of two so far. He had some arsenic sent to his office and he also had this potassium cyanide and that is what we think he was using to poison Angela over the course of several weeks actually, putting it in her protein shake even helping her along or, or trying to reassure her when she was complaining of sickness, dizziness, nausea, he was sort of still encouraging her to drink lots of fluids. And we know where those fluids were coming from. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. In the last hours, the defense team for the dentist has demanded a gag order 
in other words, don't let anybody talk about the case and let it leak out to the public. Well, it's a day late and a dollar short for that. Take a listen to our cut 22 KCNC. In court, Craig's attorneys requested a gag order. They complain publicity is endangering the dentist's rights. Court documents show a search on Craig's computer asking how many grains of arsenic will kill a human. There is also an invoice for the purchase of the poison potassium cyanide. Earlier this week, we spoke with friends of the Craigs. I definitely felt bad for the family. And uh, when I heard what really happened, just like Karen described, it was a punch in the gut. You know, if you look at the trail he's left behind, you may, like we've been talking, think he's a big idiot. But what could be more, let me just say, innocent than church friends cleaning your place to help you out with your children, unwittingly getting rid of crime evidence if that in fact happened. Is is he crazy or crazy like a fox? Joining me right now, Dr. Manisha Pandey. Dr. Pandey, Chief Forensic Pathologist for Forensic Pathologist LLC in Ohio, a forensic pathologist. And you can find Dr. Pandey at theforensicpathologist.com. Dr. Pandey, we've been working up to this moment. How many grains of arsenic would it take to kill a human? And what is your reaction to the poisons that were put into a protein shake to kill the mother of six? So arsenic can be, you know, you you have to put quite a bit of it in your um, um, food or any kind of shake. Um, However, uh, like for cyanide, you don't need that much. Now, what would cyanide do to a person? Um, Cyanide would immediately cause dizziness, they will cause headaches, they will cause immediate drop in blood pressure, and you will just fall down. And what happens is they interfere with your ability to use oxygen. So uh, after the days preceding her death, of her complaining, I feel dizzy, I feel like I'm going to pass out, I feel sick to my stomach. Are those symptoms consistent with potassium cyanide? Um, I would think that potassium cyanide has a more acute symptomology in terms of like once you're exposed to it, you're likely to die very quickly. Um, those are probably have symptoms of arsenic. Oh, I see. I see. I found it interesting that Angela... Angela Craig, the deceased mom of six, had been to the hospital multiple times before, but the doctors could not diagnose her. They couldn't figure out what was wrong. I think, of course, I'm just a JD, you're the MD, that in the blood panels or the urine analysis that they didn't search for poisons. That's not a typical thing for which they would search. That's correct. That's if you don't have a high index of suspicion in terms of this person could potentially be poisoned, normally in the hospitals they won't check for those. What type of suffering did she endure before her death? Um, she must have um, suffered quite a bit in terms of like, you know, having severe headache, her heart would stop, her she's having dizziness and she's like breathing. She's not able to breathe. I'm very curious about the way that she passed away. Um, Was she in pain? Was she on meds? We don't know and we won't know until those medical records are revealed. But I do know this, Jared Ferentino, 
He, the husband, was not there at her side. He was texting her, oh, how I wish I could be with you, as she was dying. He was with his mistress holed up in a, in a hotel room. Nancy, one text he sent her said, I have empathy for you. Which, as shocking as all those texts were, that one is the most telling. Uh, because clearly he lacks empathy for his wife. He's not by her side, not holding her hand as she's suffering from some quote-unquote suspicious illness that they haven't even identified. He's holed up with another woman while his wife, mother of six, of his six children is on her deathbed. That is the shocking part of this case. He put her there. He poisoned her over a period of time and essentially makes those texts from that place away from her side is just it's so shocking this is not the first time that a mistress has been tangled up with a guy who murders his wife um the name kelsey barreth i'll never forget it kelsey barreth is a beautiful young single mom of a little girl now dead the so-called other woman a rodeo queen. Take a listen to our cut 13M, our friends at Inside Edition. Her name is Crystal Lee, and she is a registered nurse in Twin Falls, Idaho. Published reports say the FBI is investigating her in connection with Kelsey Barrett's disappearance. Lee lives about 35 miles from where the missing mom's cell phone last pinged three days after she was seen at a supermarket on Thanksgiving Day. Here's what we know about Lee. She is 32 years old and a divorced mother of two. She is active in rodeo and was once crowned Miss Magic Valley Stampede Queen. She and Frazee reportedly met at a rodeo. He's a blacksmith. Just before his alleged wedding to Kelsey Barrett, she suddenly goes missing. Let me point out, her body was never found. Now listen to 11M ABC. A 32-year-old nurse from Twin Falls, Idaho, is set to make a deal with prosecutors in the case of missing mom Kelsey Barrett. Family members of Crystal Lee tell ABC News she will plead guilty this week to at least one charge. Lee, her family says, has known Barrett's fiancé, Patrick Frazee, for decades. He's already been charged with Barrett's murder. Her body has not been found. Hey, Patrick, tell me about Crystal. Lee's exact relationship to Frazee and her alleged role in the case remain a mystery. Barrett was last seen Thanksgiving Day in this surveillance video, shopping with the one-year-old daughter she had with Frazee. Three days after she vanished, investigators say her cell phone was detected hundreds of miles away. Her phone did end up in Idaho. Multiple law enforcement sources tell ABC News Lee is suspected of driving Barrett's cell phone to Idaho, attempting to get rid of it. I wonder if she thought, wow, why am I getting rid of a cell phone out in the middle of nowhere? The rodeo queen dragged into Patrick Frazee's murderous plot. And then, of course, who could forget killer dad, Chris Watts. Take a listen to clip 2M. It was always hit or miss. Like, it wasn't an everyday thing. It was just when I saw him, we just started talking and we just kind of had a lot in common and just hit it off. So we'd always have, you know, pretty good conversations. And then I don't know. One day he just, he, he told me that he had kids and started talking about his kids and then mentioned, yes, that I have a wife, but we're getting separated. I said, okay. And then, when do you think that was? When he said all that. So specifically when he told you he was getting separated from his wife, was that within the first couple of weeks that you knew him or was that later on? You said you met him around May or June. 
Yeah, it was still in. Well, she, Shanann Watts, ends up dead along with both of their little girls. Now, the girlfriend you are hearing right there, Nicole Kessinger, had nothing to do with the murder plot or anything connected to it. We can never forget the seminal case of Scott Peterson and his girlfriend, Amber Fry. Remember, many thought he was clairvoyant because he said, wow, Amber, this will be my first Christmas without my wife. And guess what? It was after he killed her. Take a listen to our friends at NBC. I met Scott Peterson November 20th, 2002. Scott told me he was not married. We did have a romantic relationship. She was Amber Fry. Amber secretly helped the police by recording her calls with Scott. As soon as I plug in her little recorder, the phone rings. He called. Oh, boy. Amber! Amber Fry had nothing to do with the death or cover-up of Lacey and Connor's death. But once again, she's led down the garden path like many other mistresses. So, question to you, Christopher Byers, uh, in the current case, the, quote, other woman, is not accused of taking part in any way in the death of the dentist's wife, Angela Craig. But I guarantee you she will be a fountain of information when they start aligning and comparing times he's missing to times his wife got ill to times he was with his mistress. Oh, absolutely. She's going to be able to put so many of the puzzle pieces uh, in the order of the timeline of all of this. So she is going to be, just like you said, she is going to be a wealth of information for the prosecution in this case. Much less Sheriff Ferentino if he blurted out something like, um, my wife is dying or uh, my wife is dead or I'm going to be a widow or my wife has this illness or that ailment. If he made statements to her like Scott Peterson made to Amber Fry, a jury is going to be standing on their ears. Those admissions, as you know, Nancy, are exceptions to hearsay. It's a defendant's own statements, and they are powerful. They echo in that courtroom. Statements to the mistress while he's lying next to her about his dying wife are very telling, and every prosecutor would love to have a statement like that and pursuing a conviction of Dr. Craig in this case. Despite the defense's near request for a gag order filed in the last days, evidence is pouring out from the investigation and every bit of it compounds what we know. Angela Craig died a painful and horrible death and her children are now going to be left without parents. We wait as justice unfolds. Goodbye, friends. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.